Maryland versus Michigan State predictions and preview. You are Locked On Terps, your daily podcast on the Maryland Terps. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everyone? I'm Trey Moore, host of Locked On Terps, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thank you for making us part of your days. And these days, new potential hires can feel like high stakes wager for your small businesses. That's why LinkedIn Jobs help find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. Terms and conditions apply. Maryland will take advantage of Michigan State's defense. Maryland's offense will absolutely, I'm predicting, have a big day against Michigan State's defense at 330 I could not be more excited to finally be into Big Ten play, and the Terrapins are exactly where we want to be. We're 3-0, and and I'm expecting a big day for the offense. If you have done your research about Michigan State so far, like I have, you know what happened last week, and you know that you should have a smirk on your face, a little bit of a smile, if you're a Maryland Terrapins fan, because last week against Washington, they got blown out Michigan State did yes they played one of the best quarterbacks in the country in a potential Heisman candidate and an NFL player a guy that's going to be a first round pick a potential top five draft pick in the NFL draft and Michael Penix Jr. who went 27 of 35 for 473 yards and four touchdowns and it was big play after big play for Penix Jr. against Michigan State 50 yard gain to Adunze 57 yard gain to Josh, 40-yard gain to Jalen, and Washington went up 35-0 in the first half, and in a blink of the eye, Penix had like over 350 yards against Michigan State in just the first half. Yes, Penix, like I said, is one of the best quarterbacks in the country, but Maryland has got a guy too in Talia Tungavaiola, and what does Maryland love to do? What has been my biggest criticism of Maryland so far in these past couple weeks, in the last year, it's been that Maryland doesn't run the ball enough. But this game might be the game that we can actually pass the ball around the yard and it can be a good thing because we just saw Washington do it. And I think we have a similar makeup to Washington. Panix Jr., great quarterback. Talia, great quarterback. Talia doesn't quite have the traits and the size and the just overall talent that Penix Jr. has in terms of arm strength and making plays outside the pockets and some of the throws he makes. But Talia is still elite and a top quarterback in college football and a top 20 quarterback in college football. So I look at Washington and Maryland very similarly in that way. And then Washington, where else do they look really similar to Maryland? In the wide receiver room, I'd say, I've been saying that Maryland has one of the deepest wide receiver rooms in the country and one of the more talented wide receiver rooms and one of the more underrated rooms in the country with guys like Hayden Prather, 6'4", outside. Ty Felton, 6'2", really talented player on the outside, too. Jay Sean Jones operating the slot. Led Maryland in receiving last year with guys like Rakeem Jarrett, Copeland, Dante Demas, who are all doing things in the NFL right now. Jason Jones, who's led 
led us in receiving. Of course, Corey Dyche just could have a big day, that tight end wide receiver hybrid for us. So I think we are similar to Washington. Washington might have the best wide receiver room in the country. Like they, their wide receiver room matches up. A lot of people talk about Ohio State, but their wide receiver room does match up pretty well with that. We don't have quite the talent that Washington does in that wide receiver room, but I think it's a similar thing where we have a great top 20 quarterback, a great wide receiver core, and and those two things are going to allow us to take advantage of Michigan State's defense overall and their past defense that I watched last week. I'm expecting Coach Loxley and Gaddis to have watched the film. Obviously, that's obviously what happened in football. They get really detailed in the film, and I expect them to put in a couple plays and concepts that worked really well that Washington did and a couple plays that we have similar in our playbook that they think are going to work really well. I expect our first quarter of scripted plays to be really good and that's been one of those things that I've been upset about I said that we have to be better at the slow starts and I think that our scripted plays to start the game haven't been good enough but I expect after seeing what all the things that Washington did against Michigan State on film I'm expecting Maryland coach Loxley and Gaddis to put a couple similar things that Washington did in terms of concepts and I think that will allow Maryland to absolutely take advantage of Michigan State's defense. Their secondary is weak. Obviously, I talked about how much yards they've given up, but MSU's 247 page graded their secondary as an F last week, and apparently they have a bunch of new guys in there, a bunch of sophomores in there in that secondary room that haven't played a lot. Um, Michigan State's 247 author talked about how they wish that they played Washington way down the road when those guys have gotten experience, but it sounds like that's a youthful group that's not very experienced. So Maryland has a chance to take advantage of that too with the weak secondary. You go from Washington, maybe the top passing game in the country, right over to Maryland, Talia, who's one of the best quarterbacks in the country. So I think Maryland should absolutely take advantage of Michigan State's pass defense. And then Maryland also could take advantage of the Michigan State defensive line. Michigan State's defensive line hasn't particularly played well. And what is Maryland's biggest concern this year? All anyone talked about was Maryland's offensive line. Michigan State's defensive line is supposed to be a strength of this team, but apparently their defensive line hasn't gotten any pressure against Washington. Apparently they didn't play well at all and couldn't generate any pressure against Michael Penix in that Washington offensive line. But Maryland's offensive line, we've talked about it a ton, how it's our biggest weakness. But if Michigan State's not able to get pressure against Talia, then I think Maryland defense can I mean, Maryland's offense can absolutely take advantage, and Maryland is going to take advantage of that Michigan State's defense. If they're if Michigan State's defensive line comes out soft again and doesn't play well, but the passing game was not the only thing that worked against Washington at all. It was also the run game crushed Michigan State. Washington averaged 5.4 yards per carry and had 33 carries for 177 yards. So Michigan State couldn't stop anything. They couldn't stop the pass against Washington. They couldn't stop the run de- the run game against Washington. And Maryland, we know we got a guy at running back in Roman Hemby. 
second on Mel Kuyper's big board. I'm going to use that a lot. I'm going to use that almost every podcast. Second on Mel Kuyper's big board for running back. So you cannot say he's not one of the best running backs in the country. He absolutely is. I trust Mel Kuyper in his evaluation of Roman Hemby and overall and what he's done in the draft community to say that confidently that Roman Hemby is for sure a top back in the country. So if Maryland is able to pass the ball and run the ball, Michigan State's defense is in for a long day, and I expect Maryland's overall offense to be able to put up points and score against this Michigan State defense. But if we're being a little bit realistic, we're not as good as Washington on any part of the offense in terms of quarterback, in terms of receiver room. Maybe our running back room, you could argue, is better. But even if we're not as good as them, I still expect us to do enough, good enough. I expect us either be able to pass the ball really well or either be able to run the ball really well. And I really expect there to be a combination of both. So I do expect, even if it doesn't go quite as well as what Washington did, I don't expect to score 350 or have 350 yards and go 300 or 35-0 in the first half. I don't expect that to happen, but I expect us to play really well offensively and take advantage of some of the inexperience in Michigan State not playing well in particular areas. Maryland's defense matches up really well with Michigan State's offense. We'll talk about it after this ad from LinkedIn. These days, new potential hires can feel like high-stake wagers for your small business. That's why you want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs help find the right people for your team faster and for free. A lot of people need jobs right now, and if you want to find someone amazing for your company, LinkedIn Jobs help you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Maryland's defense matches up kind of perfectly against Michigan State's offense. I know I just talked about how Maryland's offense can do some things about Michigan State's to Michigan State's defense, but on the other side of the ball, when I was really going through it and looking through it, it's kind of the same thing. Maryland's defense matches up really well. I look at Michigan State's biggest weakness on offense so far this year. It's running the ball against Richmond, a bad team, a not very good team at all. They ran the ball 38 times for 162 yards. That's 4.3 yards per carry. That's not very impressive against a team like Richmond where you think they would be able to gash Richmond and just clearly power through with their offensive line. But they didn't do that. Against Central Michigan, a similar thing. 31 carries for 127 yards with an average of 4.1. So against Central Michigan and against Richmond, they couldn't really – I mean, four-point yards average isn't impressive against those type of opponents. You really want to be almost at five or even above five against a Richmond and a Central Michigan, and they clearly could not run the ball against those two teams. Against Washington, it was even worse. They couldn't run the ball at all. They had 27 carries 
for 57 yards with a 2.0 average. So they were depending almost heavily on the pass. I mean, part of that is they went down early, so you can't really stick to the run game as much. But against a first Power 5 opponent, they just couldn't run the ball at all. And what is Maryland's biggest weakness? What have what have I talked about with Maryland defense that concerns me the most? It's that inexperience along that defensive line and stopping the run. Maryland's defensive line, I talked about it this year, they're inexperienced. Almost everyone up there is a new starter, whether it's Jordan Phillips inside, Tommy King Basote inside, Quayshon Fuller on the edge, whoever it is, Kellen White on the edge. This defensive line is kind of filled with new starters. But when Michigan State ranks second last in the Big Ten at running the ball with a 3.6 average, and they have no depth behind their starter, Nathan Carter, then it makes me feel a lot better and I can sleep a lot more easily at night knowing that Michigan State's run offense has not done a lot so far and it's something that maybe I won't have to worry about a ton against against Michigan State. In terms of the Big Ten, all you what keeps you up at night is those running backs, whether it's Penn State with Singleton and Allen, whether it's Wisconsin with Allen also, whether it's Michigan with Corum and Edwards, you worry about the running backs, but this isn't a team that we we worry about running back depth against. So I think this is a perfect game for Maryland's defense, and it aligns perfectly with what Maryland wants to do, and they want to force teams to pass the ball. If teams have to pass the ball, it's going to be hard for them to beat us. I've talked about it. Our secondary is one of the best in the Big Ten with Tarheeb still and Bo Braid back there and Dante Trader and Jaquan Shepard. I've talked about it. I think we have one of the best Big Ten secondaries overall. So if, if Michigan State gets into a passing game against us because they're consistently not able to run the ball, I think that's advantage Maryland. I don't think they'll be able to consistently pass the ball against our talented secondary and all that it has to offer. I think that is a big reason why I think Maryland matches up really well on defense because Michigan State, they don't run the ball well, and that's going to force them to pass the ball against this Maryland offense. And what does Maryland's offense do? They can stop the pass, and they create turnovers against the pass. My only concern is that we give up another big play against Michigan State. A big play can change the game, and we know that in the passing game, we have given up two huge plays. That's my only thing, and I would be surprised if Michigan State did not put in one of those big play, trick plays, whatever it is, or has something designed, because we know that Jaquan Shepard has gotten beat twice on big plays, but I talked about it on yesterday's crossover episode. I'm almost happy that he's gotten beat on big plays against Charlotte and against Virginia because now I'm expecting against a Michigan State going into Big Ten play, I'm expecting us to be able to stop for him to be able to actually defend that and fix that on film over Raw, so I'm expecting that. But we also know they have a first-year quarterback in Noah Kim, 
who has played up and down, who had three interceptions last week. We are the Maryland defense recorded three interceptions last week. So I'm expecting us to be able to do some things against Noah Kim in the first year quarterback. I'm expecting us to throw some looks out at him. He's played really inconsistently. Some games, two games ago, he was the Big Ten player of the week. So you looked at him and like, oh, maybe this kid is really good. And then you watched him against Washington and you're like, oh, maybe not. So I don't really know what to expect from Noah Kim. He's a first-year starter going against our secondary. I think that lies right into Maryland's lap and is definitely an advantage on the Maryland side of the ball. And then the Michigan State's offensive line is nothing to write home about. I think that we could generate some pressure against that offensive line. Even with us having inexperience on the defensive line, I'm expecting maybe Jayshon Barham to come off the edge and create some problems for the Michigan offensive line. But overall, I think our defense matches up perfectly with Michigan State's offense and will be able to limit them in terms of scoring. Let's get into some over-unders, and some predictions for Maryland. Will they cover the spread? I'll tell you after this ad from FanDuel. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 of bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get into the action. The app is so easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. College football season is here, and this season, Locked On is kicking up your coverage with Locked On College Football Kickoff Live. Each Friday, Locked On will go live from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern on every Locked On College YouTube channel. College Football Kickoff Live will cover playoff implications, the conference rivalry games, and go in depth like only Locked On can, including insight and analysis from a stable of Locked On College hosts covering their team every day. Find Locked On College Football Kickoff Live every Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern on any Locked On College YouTube channel. You won't want to miss it. The Terps will not cover the spread against Michigan State. The Terps are a 7.5 favorite against Michigan State. I checked it this morning, and the number, I think, went up. I think it was originally 6.5. So we're 7.5 away favorites against a Big Ten Big brand Michigan State team. I love our Terps, and this is going to contradict a lot of what I said about how Maryland matches up really well on offense. They match up really well against defense. But 7.5 favorites on the road in the atmosphere against Michigan State? It's hard for me to come on here and say with what I kind of see with the slow starts that Maryland has had for us to easily cover that spread. I I can't, I just can't do it. I can't do it. If if I was a betting man, which I'm not, it's going, I would say, I would not take that. It's it's a lot of points for the Maryland Terrapins to cover on the road against Michigan State. And 
it's our first Big Ten game. It's a lot of the first Big Ten games for a lot of guys to play major minutes for us. I just think it's going to be hard for us to cover 7.5 spread. I do think we'll win, but we'll get into this final score predictions a little bit a little bit later. But 7.5 is a big number for Maryland to cover. But let's get into Talia. Will he have over 300 yards passing? I think he absolutely will go over 300 yards passing, especially with I talked about with Michigan State's pass defense and the inexperience that they have on the back end. I think Maryland and Talia in the wide receiver room will absolutely take advantage. Will Talia have over 1.5 passing touchdowns? I expect him to get at least two passing touchdowns against this Michigan State team. Let's get to Roman Hemby in the run offense. Will Hemby go over 70 yards? I think he goes over 70 yards because I think he'll get more of the bulk of carries now that we're in Big Ten play. We love to rotate the guys in and out, and Colby McDonald has looked good, and Antoine Littleton obviously plays a lot, but I'm expecting it to be a little bit less of a rotation. There's going to be still a rotation because that's what Coach Loxley is brought in up the program, and that's kind of the identity of the program, but I, ex I expect Hemby to have a big game. If we looked at what Washington did last week, what I said, they averaged over five yards per carry, and I expect Hemby to do the same Second on Mel Kuyper's big board in terms of running backs for this draft. I'm going to keep using that, but I expect him to get over the 70 yards. Who will lead the Terps in receiving? I actually think it's going to be Corey Deitches this week, which isn't like a surprise at all. He is first in FPS in wide receiver or in yards for a tight end. So it's not a surprise at all, but if we saw what um, Washington's wide receivers did last week against Michigan State, you could expect one of our wide receivers to have a big day, but I think they're going to be so focused on fixing the cornerback room and how poorly that they played for Michigan State and that secondary to guard the pass against wide receivers that they aren't going to focus on as much on Corey Deitches, and I'm expecting it to be a big game for Corey Deitches, and I think he will lead the Terps in receiving yards, but in terms of leading the Terps in catches, I expect that to be Jayshon Jones in the slot. This is going to be a big game for Jayshon Jones coming off of a huge game last week. But in the slot, I expect Michigan State's defense, I, I expect them to be able to do some better things than what we've seen against Virginia and Charlotte and Towson. And I expect them to be better than that. And so I can see us getting into some more third downs, and I see Jayshon Jones having a big day on those type of plays. But let's get into some Terps defense. Will they force the turnover against Michigan State? I think they will. We forced three last week against a tough Virginia team. Three interceptions. Harheep still obviously had two of those. And Donnell Brown is now up to two interceptions on the year, who, had, who also had one against Virginia. So I expect the Maryland Terrapins to force at least one turnover, maybe a knockout punch on Maybe one of our linebackers or a safety, Bo Bray, gets in there and gets a knockout punch on a fumble. But I'm expecting in some way possible that we get some type of turnover against the Michigan State Spartans. Let's talk a little Jayshon Barham. Will he have a sack against Michigan State? I've talked about it. I expect Jason Barham to start coming off the edge a lot more going into Big Ten play, and I think he's our best pass rusher coming off the edge, actually. 
It's hard for me to say he will definitely have a sack at the inside linebacker position. It all depends on how Maryland game plans and how much they plan on using him in blitz situations and coming off the edge and how many snaps he plays if he plays the whole game against a team like Michigan State. But I'm going to go ahead and say that he gets at least one sack against Michigan State. I'm expecting a big game for Jay Sean Barham. Now let's get into the meat of it. Let's get into some score predictions. The last thing we're going to talk about today, a score prediction. I go. I already told you guys I think Michigan State will cover the spread. I do. It's hard for me to pick Maryland as a 7.5 favorite on the road against a Michigan State Spartan team. I'm going to say at 3.30, Maryland will beat Michigan State. Yesterday, I had the prediction of 27 to 23. I think I'm going to stick to that. I'm, I'm going to go 27-23 in a closer game than you would think. Michigan State makes it close, but Maryland ends up improving to 4-0. and And I hope when I come back here on the post-game podcast, Maryland is 4-0. Thanks for listening to Locked on Terps. Please like and subscribe, and we'll see you next time again. Thank you for listening to Locked on Terps.